Welcome to Extraordinary People, the podcast that highlights people who inspire others, have made significant contributions to the world, or who have overcome adversity. This show is hosted by Shirley Bogtel, author, educator, wife, mother, and grandparent. Learn more and subscribe today at ShirleyWachtel.com. And now, here's my grandma, Shirley Wachtel. I just want to thank you so much for being a guest today on Extraordinary People. Um, when I first uh, started thinking about doing this podcast, um, you were among the first to come to mind because uh, even though we've um, known each other uh, all your life, right? We, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For many, many years, our families are good friends. And um, I... I this past year has shown me a different side of who you really are. And I am so in awe and so impressed with um, how you've overcome your struggles this past year. And um, you're, you are, you, you are really an inspiration. Um, So let me take you back um, to, uh, about this time, December last year, um, and sure. tell us um, physically. Um, you know, you received you received a devastating diagnosis. So tell us about that. Sure. Um, so December 9th um, of twenty eighteen. So almost a year ago, um, I was just one random night, and I just felt really itchy. Um, my uh, left uh, breast just felt really, um, just something didn't feel right. So I uh, kind of looked around and um, it was uh, red and um, I was, um, I had a seven month old baby at the time, but I wasn't breastfeeding, but it looked as though um, like my milk had come back in, which I thought was a little odd. So I felt around and then that's when I discovered two lumps myself. Um, so um, I didn't know what to think of them, <laughs> but I knew something was off. Uh, so the very next day, because it was a Sunday, the very next day, um, I called my doctor and they got me in right away. And um, so that Monday I went to see my doctor. By Wednesday I was having uh, my scans done and by Friday, I was having my biopsy done. And about a week later, um, I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. So that's how it all came to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, certainly, I, I, I'm sure you were shaken by this diagnosis. Um, tell us um, about your treatment um, and sure. how that um that whole thing evolved and um, how you um, you yourself evolved, I think, emotionally a great deal during this process. Yeah. Well, because, you know, my treat, we didn't know what to expect. You know, I, I knew nothing about breast cancer. I mean, I knew obviously what it was and, but I mean, there's so many different types and, you know, they tell you, you know, don't Google anything, don't look mm-hmm. anything online. And I'm not one to Google to self-diagnose. I research to know what's out there so that I'm prepared for whatever news I might receive. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
you know, I was diagnosed, um, you know, they, when, when I was first, um, diagnosed, uh, my doctor calls me, he tells me, okay, results came back positive. We don't exactly know what it is yet. Um, but you do have a form of breast cancer. So right then and there, you're like, you know, I don't even know what kind it is. I don't know what stage it is. I don't know. But then now you have to go find, um, you know, a breast surgeon who could read the results to you. Um, so we, I did that. Um, I went to two different, um, uh, breast surgeons who I loved, uh, both, but you know, one stood out more to me, um, than the other. And I went with her. Um, and yeah, she told me that I was stage three. Uh, we didn't know about, um, lymph nodes yet, but we weren't to worry about that because, uh, her, um, order would be chemo for me because, because of my age, because of my stage, um, and what we didn't know is one of the tumors um, was a, uh, about 6.9 centimeters, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty big. Right. Um, so due to that, um, chemo was prescribed first for me to shrink the tumors um, so that I would be operable. Um, and then any cancer that was in lymph nodes would be, you know, uh, gotten rid of. So we went with that. And um, so I did four, I did 16 rounds of chemo, but four rounds of, uh, it's called AC uh, treatment. Um, it's uh, it's known as um, the red devil uh, in mm. uh, uh, cancer terms uh, among cancer patients uh, because it is the most, um, uh, it has the most uh, side effects. Um, so I did four rounds of that, and then I switched to 12 uh, rounds of Taxol. Uh, the uh, AC treatments were every other week, and the Taxol treatments were every week. So I did that. Um, it took about four months to complete. Um, after I went through those treatments, um, I took a little bit of time off uh, to recover, and then I went into surgery. I had a double mastectomy. Um, with immediate reconstruction, which means I had um, expanders put in, uh, which hold the space so that um, if I want to do more reconstruction later on, I can. Um, Most people, when they do their surgeries, um, they get implants or whatever reconstruction done right away, but I couldn't because we didn't know if I needed radiation. Mm -hmm. Um, So since that was up in the air, the expanders got put in. So got the expanders. Um, then about two weeks later, after the expanders were put in, um, the prophylactic side, so that's the right side that didn't have the cancer that I opted mm-hmm. to uh, remove, right. um, the, that expander ended up getting infected. Oh, <laughs> so yes. now with all the doctors I had, um, I now had an infectious disease doctor and mm-hmm. was put on antibiotics for a long time. Um, and had the expand the right expander removed. So I currently have my left expander still in, the right expander is out. Uh, my skin is kind of folded and tucked to kind of preserve everything, you know, for later on down the line uh, when we decide what to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I went into, uh, we discovered uh, through pathology reports um, that cancer was in fact in my lymph nodes. I had three lymph nodes removed, one which had cancerous cells in them. Um, so that being said, um, radiation was definitely uh, the next step for me. So I did 28 rounds of what's called proton therapy, 
which is slightly different than um, what most people, uh, ultra uh, 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 photon radiation. Uh, proton um, is used on um, younger um, cancer patients because it's more targeted to specific areas um, versus the photon radiation, which encompasses an entire area. And due to the fact that heart disease runs in my family and high blood pressure and to reduce the risk of other organs being damaged, including my heart, um, we decided that proton having direct um, hits of the radiation um, was in fact the way to go. So I did 28 rounds of that. Mm. Um, and then after that, I um, just started um, Lupron injections. My cancer was considered hormone positive. Um, that being said, it was hormone-based. Um, hormones were <laughs> controlling it, uh, or ca- cause was were the main cause. Um, so I have to get rid of them. <laughs> so the loop, uh, Lupron injections that I get uh, puts me into menopause. Uh, so that's the where I am currently. I've had two Lupron injections so far, and then I have to take um, hormone blockers. So I'm on um, uh, a a medication called uh, letrozole. Um, So that's where I stand right now. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. And I mean, throughout this, yeah, I mean, I've, I've remained, you know, super, you know, positive. It's completely changed me. Um, in ways that, you know, I didn't even think were possible. Um, well, first of all, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the logistics, the practicalities sure. of your life. You know, we know that you are a, um, a mother of two very young children. And yeah. uh, they, yeah. that can be very challenging for anyone who's in perfect health. So um, yeah. <laughs> here you are suffering uh, from the uh, some awful side effects uh, from what you've gone through. And right. um, you're having to deal with um, these young children, you you um, had a job that you planned. You are on maternity leave. You planned on going back. Obviously, you couldn't. Um, right. And and so I I know um, thanks to your um, extensive journals and really that's I haven't spoken to you um, since before your diagnosis. So, um, but I know pretty much all about what's um, uh, some of those challenges are because you've you have written extensively in and so honestly in these journals, um, and I think um, probably. That was a that was a good thing. It was cathartic for you to do, and yeah. it was yeah. it was also very enlightening for the rest of us watching this play out. And I want to know what is the thing that is if you can identify what is inside of you that gave you the strength to to see this out with. Uh, such courage, you know, there has to be something inside of you. And if you think about it, how would you identify that? And also talk a little bit about um, your circle, your, your family and your circle of friends and what they have meant to your recovery. Of course. So being that, you know, I was a, I, I am a mother of two young uh, boys, um, you know, when I was first diagnosed, my oldest, you know, he's uh, 
four and a half years old and the baby was seven months old. And, um, you know, going back, <laughs> I mean, a little bit further, my mom, you know, cancer, you know, ran in my family, not in my immediate family. Um, but, um, but still I was tested for, you know, genetically tested and nothing came back positive. So nothing was, is genetic in my case. Um, but my mom lost her mom when she was only five years old to, um, what we now know was probably brain cancer, but, um, no one knew anything back then. No one spoke about anything back then. And I see how that, you know, not to bring up, you know, anything, you know, things about her, but I mean, you know, I, 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 I could see how that has, you know, um, affected her life and seeing that, you know, my son, my oldest was, you know, four and a half years old and sort of, you know, in the same, <laughs> almost the same age range. And then I had a baby and, you know, not to say one you know, is any different than the other, but we got pregnant with Matthew, my oldest, very, very easily. I mean, very quickly, uh, no trouble at all. And with Ryan, it took us three years to get pregnant. I, I went through, I almost, and thank goodness I didn't, went through IVF treatments, which would have been horrendous because that's hormone therapy. Um, so, I mean, I, we couldn't figure out. I had two miscarriages and, you know, struggles to get pregnant. And then I did. And, and, and you know, not to be, you know, sound, you know, I don't know, morbid or anything, but, you know, it's. I had this baby, we finally got pregnant, saw the pregnancy through, I had this miracle baby to be diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. And he, I mean, you know, I know um, I am seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and no one knows what would happen. I'm stage three, but you know, uh, this whole cancer stuff, I I mean, honestly, the treatment, it's a gamble, you know, it might work, it might not work, there's trials, there's other things. So, I mean, even though my doctors were so, you know, positive and had such, you know, positive outlooks about my, you know, um, recovery, which was wonderful to hear, you don't even know. So to think that my seven month old could be left with after all of this, I brought him into the world just to face, (laughs) you know, what could possibly happen to me. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So I needed to do everything in my power to make sure that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, even, you know, there were a few nights, a few nights after, you know, my diagnosis, I was driving in my car and, you know, to my parents' house, and I, I just, you know, sat there and at a light, and I'm, you know, you're thinking, and and I just screamed at the top of my lungs. I'll never forget it. You, mm-hmm. this is not, you. Are, I'm not being taken from them. Mm-hmm. And and that moment on, I knew I was going to do everything I could. And part of um, sur- sur- the survival, it's not only the medication; it's your mindset. You know, I feel like if you believe you're going to be okay. Yes then, you know, if you think that, then that's ultimately that's what so will happen. Important. I believe that mindset yes. has a lot to do with it. Um, so that's when I made the decision that I, I wasn't going to let it overcome me, overtake me. Um, so I was determined to parent my kids, determined to be involved in their lives. And I did everything I could to make sure that could happen. Um, you know, within that time frame, Matthew, my oldest, turned five and the summer passed and he ended entered kindergarten and he was out for the majority of the day anyways um during my treatment he was in a a preschool so he was gone for most of the day it was the baby that I needed 
you know, help with. And I didn't want to have someone come in, you know, and be with me during my uh, days where I looked and felt terrible. Like I wanted someone like I didn't want a babysitter and I wanted someone that I knew or someone that he knew um, with everything that I went through. It wasn't about to start to get him used to, you know, a new face, a new babysitter, a nanny. So there came my mom and my in-laws and my friends and my support system. And they helped me and my husband, of course, who um, has been my you know, rock in mm-hmm. all of this because he's done everything and anything <laughs> necessary, yes. um, you know, for these kids, for me. And with my huge circle, we made this happen for me. And it was the greatest you know, my support system was the greatest blessing. I mean, my friends set up meal trains where people were so gracious and kind and sent, you know, meals to my house every day. So no one had to cook or gift cards so we can order food. Uh, I mean, not having to cook for these kids. I mean, after my husband, you know, would come home from work or I would be in bed all day and my, you know, families or my friends are helping taking care of the kids. You know, it was just really hard to have, you know, cooking (laughs) Cooking Mm -hmm. happen. So, you know, that was great. And, you know, then we had people coming over and taking turns to just, you know, sit with me and just so I could have some socialization. Um, I made my house pretty much into a baby gym. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I could probably host a my gym class in my house. I have everything you would need, Mm -hmm. you know, for, you know, so that Ryan was able to, you know, thrive in the way that he needed to thrive, you Mm -hmm. know, um, because I couldn't really take him out anywhere. So we just, you know, we made it work. Yes. So that combination (laughs) of the two, the combination of your own determination and that's very strong support system. I know I've known your family for many years and, and they are a family of incredible strength. They've had, they've met several challenges and they've just, you know, come out on top and you've come out on top uh, every single time. Um, You mentioned with Matthew, especially confronting the cancer. Mm -hmm. I know that you, um, you did uh, speak to him on his level when you were first diagnosed. Tell us about that and tell us about the importance of that because you mentioned also your mom never really knew what was happening when she was that age. Right. So because of what she had said to me, you know, she said to me she knew nothing. And, you know, she still up until, I guess, I mean, she never really had a good understanding. She remembers, you know, certain aspects of seeing her mom in a certain state and being confused. And uh, and, and I didn't, I did not want to, you know, impact, you know, Matt, I did not want this to impact Matthew negatively. Um, he's such a, you know, smart and sweet and caring. And I'm not just saying this because he's yes, my child. No, he he's really all those is. things. Like, yes. Super, super, even empathetic at this mm-hmm. young age. And I, and I wanted to keep that, you know, I didn't want to, you know, put a damper on anything, you know, of his per, you know, having to do with his personality. So, you know, I having, you know, having a strong background with children. I've been a teacher, you know, for many years with young children. Um, I knew exactly what I needed to do. And that was to sit him down and talk to him on his level. So we had a family meeting and um, we based, I sat him down and I said to him that, you know, mommy um, has a little boo-boo um, inside of her. And I kind of just pointed to the area of where um, it was Um and said that, 
it is something that mommy has to go get medicine for, just like if he were to be sick, you know, he would go to the doctor to get medicine. But this is special medicine um, that mommy's going to have to take. It's going to make her feel all better. Um, but there's going to be some things that uh, happens because mm-hmm. of this medicine to mommy. It's going to make mommy tired. And if I'm tired, you can come and lay with me. If It's going to make me... Um, I said, I, I, I kind of went over, you know, some of the other side effects um, with him and, you know, he didn't really seem, you know, phased by it. He was, you know, kind of just listening, but playing with something at the same time. And then um, I said, and I made this as a laughing, um, I've kind of turned this into a joke because I knew um, I wasn't sure how he was going to take it. But I said, you know what, he's going to make mommy's hair fall out. And I kind of slapped my leg and laughed it off. And he goes, like a puzzled face. And he goes, that's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all he said. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of looked at my husband, he looked at me and that was it. And um, I said, okay, well, you know, if you have any questions, you can ask me at any time. Um, and that was basically it. He said, can I go and play now? He said, sure. And then I said, you know what? I have one more thing I want to show you um, when you're ready. And um he went off to play for a little bit. And then a few little while later, he came back to me. He said, mommy, what did you want to show me? I said, so remember how I told you mommy's hair is going to fall. Mommy's hair is going to come out. Um, I said, these are, um, I showed him head scarves, head scarves that, you know, mommy can wear pretty head scarves and hats. I said, would you help me pick some out? So we went online and we scrolled through, um, you know, a few sites and he selected a few and helped me order some, which was, you know, nice. We do, we could do together. And then um, I showed him a white one I had already purchased. Um, I told him that um, we would make this our special one um, if he wanted to draw on it with me or he could do it by himself. Um and I would wear this one whenever I would go to get my special medicine. And he was so excited by it. And he mm-hmm. um, didn't want me to do it. He wanted to do it all by himself. And what I thought was pretty, um, pretty amazing is that he all by himself, and he was very into superheroes at this time, but um, not knowing anything about what I was about to go through or anything about what my medicine would really do to me. I mean, how much, you know, of this could he really comprehend as, you know, four and a half years old. Um, but he drew lightning bolts all over it. And when I asked him what they were, he said they were lightning bolts. And I said, Oh, that's so special. I love it. And I just thought because of, you know, his superhero feed. And he said, I said, why did you draw lightning bolts? He said, because those are the lightning bolts that will help you feel better. Um, it's going to give you your superhero powers to make you feel better when you get your medicine, Hmm. you know, and that was, that was, that was amazing to me. Um, and he so did, did give you he did give you strength through that. He really yeah. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What is your health status now? So currently, um, I am considered um, well. I'm considered disease free. Um, you're not really considered so in the you know cancer world. You're not really considered cancer free. Um, until it's been five years of clean scans. Mm-hmm. Um, so for now, they say I'm disease-free. Okay. Um, so at this time, the cancer is out of me, but they just, you know, I don't 
terminology is just <laughs> well that's that's <laughs> you know, really wonderful different. wonderful and yeah. um and how is how are you feeling um i am you know i'm i'm tired you know mm-hmm. um i'm tired um i have a lot of side effects that are um have lingered um from the chemo um that haven't seemed to uh you know, get any better as far as fatigue. It also comes with the radiation. Um, and just uh, bone pain um, is a big side effect from the medication that I'm currently taking. Um, and I've been on it for about two weeks and I'm experiencing um, the joint pain and the bone pain that comes along with it. Um, but, you know, I'm doing everything I can to you know, stay active and, um, you know, just push through it. Pushing through and carrying well, Can I on. do? <laughs> yes. But, um, uh, you know, I want to, I want to talk about, um, some really, uh, exciting things that have happened to you recently. Um, the first is, uh, you took part in a photo shoot with beautiful I self. Did. And I have to tell you, you'll, before you tell us what this uh, group is, um, those pictures are amazing. You would do well on <laughs> any, you. any magazine out there. You could be the cover <laughs> girl. So tell us about oh, that. Thanks. So, um, I, so backtracking a little bit to, you know, with, you know, um, my mindset with this whole journey, um, being a young, uh, parent, uh, young mother going through this, there's not a lot, I mean, there are resources out there for, you know, cancer patients, for women, for young women, for, you know, without children, with children, but it's a very, very difficult honestly, to find it. Um, cancer is considered something that people over 40 get. That's why mammograms are not <laughs> recommended for anyone under 40, and I'm not 40 yet. Um, so it's really, really difficult. You know, when I was looking for, you know, support um, or just for people um, who were going through similar things that I was going through for support, to reach out, to bounce ideas off of, I couldn't find that. So, um, you know, a lot of people want to push their cancer behind them once it's done or not talk about it. I'm completely opposite, as you've now seen with my blogs. Um, I want to get it out there. And not only because, um, not only to be therapeutic for myself, um, and not only to raise awareness, but because other people need to be able to find other people to connect with if they want it. Um, so I went out searching for um, ways to get out there. Um, and so someone um, that I knew had um, emailed me um, the name of this organization called Beautiful Self. And they're a wonderful organization um, made up of the co-founders are two women uh, uh, pretty well-known makeup artist and, uh, her best friend, uh, who is a pretty well-known photographer. Um, Jillian, one of the co-founders, uh, has been on QVC and, um, she has a pretty, um, extensive background, which you know, I knew nothing of, but she had had breast cancer, um, a few years ago and she went through some of the same treatments that I went through. And, um, 
when she was in the middle of her treatments, uh, you know, she had horrible side effects too, just as I did. And on the days where she felt absolutely horrible, her best friend, Michelle, the photographer, would come over, would make her do her makeup, would dress her up in beautiful gowns and take her pictures. And Jillian would just feel amazing and beautiful. And she would not feel like a cancer patient. And she thought to herself, they thought to themselves, well, if Jillian could feel like this, then how many other, you know, thousands of women could feel like this? And they went to their local um, hospitals, uh, cancer support groups and pitched it to, you know, other women who completely signed up and got on board. And here they are uh, a few years later, and people are flying across the country to, uh, to, take part in this. Mm-hmm. And so basically they, they do there's your, it's your own session four hours and they welcome you. They dress you up, they interview you. Um, so um, I'll have a video blog on their website at some point, um, but they dress you, they do your makeup, like set makeup, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's, it's wonderful. Um, dress you up in these beautiful, you know, gowns that have been donated, all of the Makeup is donated um, by other uh, companies and they make you up and they make you feel beautiful again. And, and, look and beautiful. their goal is to <laughs> empower women. And they did exactly that. I feel like I feel like they brought me back. Like I'm, oh, I've always been like a fun, energetic, you know, a, you know, yes. just a fun, loving person. And, you know, I think part of me was missing. And they honestly, I can say they brought that side of me back. Mm. Um, and that was, that, that's their goal. That's their mission. Um, and it was amazing. It was such a great experience. Um, so I encourage anyone who's been in my shoes or to, uh, seek them out, uh, beautifulself.org. Um, you can find them online. Uh, they, it's absolutely amazing. And I'm going to put one of those pictures up on our website, uh, sure. as well. So everybody yeah. can see what you look like. Um, uh, and the, the other thing is, um, you were recently on the Dr. Oz show. So tell us about I that. Was. So again, you know, being, um, someone, a young person going through, you know, what I went through looking for other resources and avenues to get, you know, out there because of what I want to do with, you know, having had this awful disease, um, I, um, came across an opportunity where, uh, someone, um, uh, uh, sent me um, information that Dr. Oz was looking for people for certain segments. And one of them, one of the segments was to um, meet uh, Hoda Kotb from uh, the Today Show from NBC. And I've always been a big fan of the Today Show. Um, and um, I knew a lot about Hoda. I was actually a really big fan of hers. Um and I knew she had written books and I knew she had gone through breast cancer. And uh, when I was diagnosed, I picked up a lot of books of people who had written books about their or, you know, chapters about their experiences um, to learn from other people. And she was one of the people that I learned from. And her positive attitude was just so inspiring to me that I, you know, kind of, I, I looked to her um, I, 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 you know, I looked to her and she was, you know, a a big um, inspiration to me. So when I saw the opportunity to be on the show, I completely was on board. So I emailed the producer back and said I was interested and 
um, a few phone calls later and they asked me to be on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to send them a uh, one minute uh, selfie uh, video of myself explaining, um, you know, why I was a super fan of hers and um, one of her quotes that had inspired me. And um, so during the taping of the show, um, they p- had her come out. She had a conversation with Dr. Oz and um, they played my video for her. I guess she didn't know that I was going to be in the audience. They asked her if she wanted to meet me and they called me down and I had a conversation with her on camera and it was aired. Um, I think it was two weeks ago and mm-hmm. it was an absolutely amazing experience. <laughs> well, you're, you know, the whole thing was so heartwarming. I watched it and I will oh, tell you, you that um, Hoda had uh, such an emotional reaction to meeting you. So yeah. um, that was just, it's, it's yeah, lovely. I was crying. She was crying. I think the whole audience was crying. It was, it was a pretty, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was kind of neat. <laughs> and it's nice to know that the, the person that's portrayed on TV, that really is who she is. Yeah. Can attest yeah. To and that. it was, it was really nice to see that. I mean, she embraced me with such a hug and, you know, asked me if I was really okay. And, you know, she was just she was really genuine. And, yes. you know, it was, it was nice to, yes. to see that. Okay. So Michelle, you have a very, very bright, uh, future and a long life ahead of you and you are a changed person and and um you I'm sure that you have um many thoughts about what life holds in store so what what does the future hold in store for Michelle Schwartz at this moment you know what I am not sure I mean I know I eventually will return to work um but I'm not in you know, I, I, I have to take time for me and I feel like I've missed out on so much, you know, and, and that's okay. Um, but there's still more to do. I know I have to go through physical therapy. Um, I, to regain, you know, strength back that I've lost and, you know, motor, um, motor skills in my arms and, you know, just uh, you know, have that to do. So I'm not really sure, but I do know that I'm I'm meant to, you know, do more positive things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I um, know that, like I said, I'm going, you know, eventually we'll return to work when I'm ready. Um, and I have just some big ideas that I know now I need to put into place. Like, I, life is too short. You need to, you know, act on your ideas when you have them and, you know, we have to, um, you know, just take each, not take things for granted and, you know, be present when you're supposed to be present. You know, I want to be with my kids and my family and my friends and the people that mean the most to me. I want to spend, you know, as much time as I can with everyone because, you know, you just, they mean so much to me. And I just want to make sure that I'm making my life you know, the most mm-hmm. <laughs> living my life the best sure. that I can. And I know you want to continue to be involved with these groups for yeah. for young mothers because that was something that was so important to yeah. you in your recovery. Yes. So, like, I, my, 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 um, one of the things that I really would like to do is somehow to be um, support for other young mothers going through 
you know, any type of cancer. Um, I have uh, friends that went through thyroid cancer with young kids. Um, two friends actually mm-hmm. do the same boat, you know, not the same, you know, course of treatment, but they had two young kids going through their treatments. And, you know, there's, I have, it was very difficult to find resources um, for us. And I want to make it easier. Um, I want someone to be able to say, oh, I want to find a book on, you know, someone who went through something similar to what I'm going through and not have such a hard time. You know, there are, Clean, there are resources out there um, that will come in, cleaning uh, organizations that will come in and clean your homes, um, cooking organ, you know, people that will cook for you. There's so many things out there, um, but you really have to dig to find it. And I want to make it easier. Um, Child care, you know, if you're not working and you have young kids to take care of, but you're in bed all day, how do you do that? If you're not working, some people can't pay for child care why isn't anything offered, you know? So I want to kind of, you know, dive into that more. Um, The other thing um, that I've just recently realized, um, being in the after, you know, math of this, in the recovery, is that there's not a lot on the aftermath either. You know, your course of treatment is chemo, radiation, surgery, medication for 10 years, but what about the aftermath? You know, what about the physical therapy? Physical therapy should be mandatory. And I know like, you know, the mental health health crisis going on in our country, you know, right now in regards to all types of mental health. But what about our mental state? You know, we've been through so much. Um, why isn't, you know, counseling, you know, as mandatory? It, why isn't counseling as mandatory as, you know, any other course of treatment that you're, you know, you have to go through to be cured of, you know, to, um, you know, with cancer. So I kind of want to look into that more too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I have, I have ideas and, you know, I need to just, you know, find a way. (laughs) Well, you're getting there. You're getting there. I think you're, you are a great role model for, for us all, you know, um, that that little girl on Carlisle Green has certainly come a long yeah. way. Um, yeah. And um, I'm just um, uh, proud uh, to call you my friend. And yeah, thank you. Uh, to, and um, I, I am uh, just, again, in awe of how articulate you are, your attitude, um, your strength, and I think your your positivity is a great message for anyone, for anyone, um, young, you. old, if you're not in good health, if you are, and this is the way we should conduct our lives. So um, yeah. you are an extraordinary person. And again, I want to thank you, Michelle, so much for taking the time to speak with me this afternoon. Uh, thank you so much for Um, you know, for having me um, talk. Thanks for listening to this episode of Extraordinary People. To learn more about Shirley Wachtel and to subscribe to the show, head to ShirleyWachtel.com. Thanks, and we'll see you next time on Extraordinary People. Extraordinary People.